everybody. Hey, welcome to the Texans Take. All right. That was a that was a very smooth intro. It's not bad at all. It's very slick. We need to start practicing that. I know. What we need to do is start practicing it in harmony. Like a barbershop duet. Welcome to the Texans Take. Boy, we probably lose our Lose a lose a couple of them. Be like, yeah, um, yeah. Well, anybody knows that that is the sound of a can opening. (laughs) No, no, no one would know. How would they know? (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that there are homeless children in third world countries on Mars that know what that sound is. On Mars. On Mars. Yes. So literally, Elon was uh, successful. Yes. Yes. Let's. Yeah. Did I say third world country? I mean third world planet. <laughs> <laughs> you calling Martians third world? What? I don't know. The Martian Manhunter was pretty cool. Do they have he had some a skills. grocery store that they can go to? Um, Do they have a steady supply of electricity? Well, I don't know. Have they I've out, never been. Have they figured out sanitation? Ah, sounds like a third world planet to me. <laughs> well, because I've never been. It's a third world planet. <laughs> That, yes. that all right it's like it's a third world country what do you mean i've never been right okay <laughs> fortunately i've been to texas <laughs> it is not a third world state yeah yeah so, so that must make new york a third world state fair point <laughs> all right so uh so First thing on the wonderful to-dos is my, she's, I mean, it's hard to describe what she is. She's like basically uh, like stepsister kind of thing. She's been around the family for a while now. Uh, She comes to Christmas, has Thanksgiving with us, that kind of thing. Uh, Lived with us for a while. Uh, Not, I, I had already moved out at this point, but she lived with my family. Let's put it that way. Uh, for a while and got wind this was very late and apparently it wasn't i just thought like i missed some sort of large news flash but i didn't um apparently she was diagnosed on the 11th so laura's mom was diagnosed which laura is my you know sister slash friend slash i don't even know how you classify that (laughs) she she has a new classification that's right that's right uh because she's like they're closer than friends but you know what i mean it's yeah. it's, it's kind of a, an interesting class but her her mom uh i was actually diagnosed with stage four cancer now i don't know uh you know i was getting tidbits of information from her from my sister because my sister is very close to her uh in fact i think at this moment in time until next month i think they still live together <laughs> because oh. <laughs> they were renting a house together yeah, over yeah. yeah shit so my sister was renting a house with laura and her husband which that that's a just like a humorous she's basically the live-in babysitter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh but anyway yeah she was diagnosed with uh with it was unclear on where it started i'm not sure that they know because they just got like initial i don't know how that works i'm not a doctor but yeah. they went in protesting found out that you know she had stage four cancer i I believe in her stomach and then i think some of it's actually spread to her brain so Mm. that is what i heard i didn't get that from laura i got that from my sister um but they did have a gofundme set up for because obviously these treatments are as as laura was telling me yesterday and i mean it is (laughs) it is not far from being believable but it's ten thousand dollars a treatment and so just just to get the ball started um they're gonna need like that kind of money to to keep it going every treatment so uh i'm gonna take and put the i'm gonna put the gofundme link on our uh facebook page at the texans take on facebook uh feel free to go there and and share if you feel led to it's definitely a definitely a cause to keep in our prayers for sure absolutely because that is uh no one, no one going. Anyone who's gone through something like that, you know how absolutely horrible it is. Uh, you know, I most of us are fortunate not to not to have to. Right. But yeah. for those who do, you know, obviously there's blessings that come from that. But definitely pray for her, her and her family for sure. And 
that's all I had on that one. I'm gonna put it on the Texans take. So like I said, y'all go. It'll be it'll be there later tonight. So it'll it'll probably be a couple hours uh, before it's actually on there. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so then we're on day three of uh, <laughs> nobody is saying. Well, not not everyone is saying uh, yeah. he's not guilty or guilty. So day three, no verdict, deliberations, uh, and in this in. That was English, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> MSNBC. Whoever thought of that can like that. MSNBC. Yeah, whoever thought about that, you're fired. Yeah, <laughs> you're permanently fired. However, uh, <laughs> speaking of being fired, of MSNBC being fired. got themselves fired, fired from the Rittenhouse case uh, because they had a reporter tail the jury from their quote-unquote secret pickup location to the courthouse this morning. Do we have any idea of whether this is a, you know, uh, the reporter was acting on his own? So he said he was acting he because w- he was he was arrested. Right. Or at least obviously he was at least say. detained. Let's put it that way. I don't know if he was actually arrested. He was detained yeah. when they found out he was tailing it. I feel like they got a tip maybe yesterday, and he had followed them yesterday. Hmm. That's kind of the way I felt like that conversation was going. However, the judge addressed it, and he addressed it very um neutrally um but he um he had said that the guy had said that he was working on orders from his higher-ups ah so it sounds like msnbc right right and so the judge basically said i'm turning this information and the names of the people involved over to the proper authorities with a recommendation that they should be charged because this is you know a very high offense even at the state levels and the federal levels so I hope, they, I, hope they was, I hope they whack him. I hope they whack him really hard. Yeah, that's that's it's, unacceptable. It, it is it is unacceptable. It's, it's horrible and it's it's dangerous. As I was uh, yeah. saying earlier, you know, um, if you know, God forbid something happen, you know, because either side doesn't like you know the verdict that was reached, which we know that's always a possibility, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a case where you have this much on there. It's just something might happen, right. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not far fetched. I mean, we've already seen riots in Kenosha, so uh, the area is not without its uh, its flaws. But in those cases, you also have to think about endangering juror members, juror members if they're revealed to the public. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of uh, this was a big bad no for MSNBC, and really for me, just goes to show how crooked they are. I mean, mm-hmm. you've they have full privy to everything in the courtroom. They've been uh, docked a press certificate for court TV and they can go in there just like everyone else and, uh, and, and take footage of the trial. Well, not anymore. The, Sorry uh, for yo. yeah, yeah. The judge said they're banned from the courthouse. They're not even allowed on the property. Uh, and he said that could potentially be forever. Yeah. Uh, this case and others included. So, <laughs> Big big deal for MSNBC in Kenosha. Uh, don't do that again, if if you so get the opportunity to um, correct that, which it won't happen in this case. Uh, maybe maybe down the road, but uh, in so that's that's all of that. Keep praying for for Kyle. Uh, obviously, this is so pray uh, for Kyle and Laura's mom. Yeah, this is uh, it's stressful for them as well. Yeah, it's got to be. Um. And I knew there's a couple other court cases. I'm, I'm now I'm drowned in the world of court because <laughs> you watch one and then you're like, ah, what else is going on in the world of news? But uh, there's actually uh, the rioters from the, the um, Capitol actually their cases ongoing currently too. Mm. So blue faced man with horns is getting prosecuted or something. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them. Um, other than supposed, those supposed QAnon member. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, those are getting and I think I didn't like I didn't follow up on this. I just like read a little bit and you know how you know, you know how uh, convincing some of these articles are and they may not be 100% accurate. I didn't dig into it enough to say with all certainty this is what happened, but I think the original uh the original defense attorney for Kyle Rittenhouse is the one defending everyone at the uh, at the U.S. Capitol case. Really? Yeah, because I searched his name when they brought it up, 
and uh, and found that he was connected to the capital case. So okay. I think he's one of the one of the uh, attorneys that's, if not the lead, I don't know, but he stepped down as Rittenhouse's attorney uh, several months ago, I think. Uh, and that's when. Uh, Why did he do that? Uh, he, I think he was ill. He oh. he fell ill of something. Uh, disappeared for a while. Nobody knew he was in the hospital. It was kind of like a weird. He disappeared and came back. Um, didn't necessarily say it was COVID, but I think a lot of people assume that that's what it was. Everybody assumes it's what it is. Yeah. Like well, because he he was like on a ventilator is what it, apparently there was some. Well, there was some stuff he had. He was in the hospital for a little over right, two months. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. The big uh, like I said, that information, I think a lot of it was speculation in that article yeah. that I read. Uh, other than he obviously disappeared for a minute, and right. no one was really sure what happened to him. It doesn't really uh, and it doesn't really matter. He's not the he's not the sitting um, defense. Uh, yeah. I believe his name is Mark. Mark Richards Mark is the Richards. one that Mark, took Mark, over. Yeah. His name's Richards. Okay. His uh, Richards and Chiris Fossey. Those are the two defense attorneys for Rittenhouse. And then you have Binger and the other guy, or the prosecutors. I can't ever remember the other guy's name. It's unimportant to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only remember Binger's because it's like, you know, all I can think of is Booger. Mr. Booger. <laughs> Mr. Booger's. That doesn't know how to keep his Booger hook off the bang switch. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of a courtroom. His Booger, his, off the booger hook off the bang before. switch. Yeah. Dang, so uh in the middle of a courtroom. But uh Yeah, that was pretty uh, sorry. That like, was really dude. That was really very dude. much uh <laughs> that was very <laughs> wanna keep talking about full metal jackets. Please please yeah, keep talking. Please keep talking because you're now pointing the full metal jacket distributor at people that don't want it distributed to them. Yeah, you know? the, the judge, I thought it was really funny because uh, there was a point where Binger was like really throwing this deep, uh, the full metal jackets and why people should use hollow points. And, uh, and the judge stepped in and was like, you do realize that hollow points can go through a body and into another, right? You do know that, right? The judge said that? Yeah. Oh Thank you. <laughs> the judge the judge was like, just to clarify, yeah, because you're so making you it know. as if well and, and the word that Binger used was it explodes. The bullet explodes. And he goes, You do know that's that's not what happens, right? Right. The bullet does break apart, but you need to rephrase this question because A, a hollow point can go through somebody and into another person. So you need to rephrase it to not include that misinformation. And you also need to not include blowing up because there are bullets that do blow up on impact yep. and not a hollow point. and it's not a hollow point. <laughs> in fact the only thing a hollow point does it usually, breaks apart it'll break apart apart or just mushroom yeah which yeah. huge difference between that and exploding yeah yeah so, so the judge at, at one point called him out on his you know how scary full metal jacket ammunition is and i'm just going oh my gosh but uh, well, we'll uh, we'll leave you right there, uh, all over that, and uh, we'll be right back. All right. All right, we are mm-hmm. back. All right. So, topic of the day. Topic of the day is our day job. You know, job. 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 Job is. You live for those moments. I do. I literally do. Yeah, I do actually. I know. I'm five years old. What can I say? <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so Job is the oldest written book of the Bible. It dates back the earliest. That doesn't mean it discusses stuff that happened earliest in the Bible um, um, chronology. Chronologically, chronologically speaking, it's not the earliest book in the Bible. <clears throat> but as far as when it was written, it's the earliest book in the Bible. And so, um, who was Job? Job was someone, he was a, a very rich, wealthy man. But he was also a very devout follower of God. Uh, very much so, and we'll be reading about that after we uh, go into Job a little bit. But 
generally whenever somebody talks about how bad specifically christian is talking about how bad their life is this that and the other um you know um my life is terrible everything's bad everything bad's happening to me blah 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 blah, blah. one of the things that oftentimes you point to is the book of job because in the book of job uh everything bad literally everything bad except outright death and dismemberment happened to job close to it so much so that job himself <laughs> he job himself he, he job job himself, <laughs> did there. job himself uh is begging god to kill him and he is cursing the day of his birth and this that and the other just because he's in constant pain and so one of the big questions with Job is like, why, 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 why is, why are you treating me this way, God? And, and that's one of the, the questions that gets answered by the book of Job. Why, why is there pain and why is there suffering and how do we deal with it? Right. And Job, because Job is a righteous man, you know, and you, sin on a daily basis when you uh have a bad reputation when uh if there's a a, a serial thief or something like that or a, a murderer and you know everything goes bad for him he gets locked up in prison nobody's sitting there asking what did this man do to end up in prison everybody's like he deserves it every bad thing that happens to him he deserves it you know, he's been, it, it's been a long time coming. But when you see a righteous man or a good man who is going through really hard times, family members die, uh, financial distress, uh, just sick and ill, oftentimes our question is, why him? He's such a good man. And so anyway, we're going to read a little bit about Job, who was a very good man. And we'll find that out pretty early on uh, in our reading. But <coughs> a good sneeze oh, bless first. You. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta clear out the windpipes. I hope I didn't blow your ears out there, Greg. Ouch, oh, no. Okay, so... Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Ah, Job comes before Psalms. So Job is a very long book. Not an incredibly long book, but it's got... Hold on, Eon. Book of Job. It has got... I think 40... 42. 42. It's got 42 chapters, so... Oh, that was a total guess, and I was right. <laughs> hey. Um, I just now looked to see. I was like, wait, hold on. Wait, I was right. Was I right? Yeah, I was right. Because that was literally just me going, ah, because you said 40, and I was like, ah, 42. We'll just say 42. What any rational person would say, because 42 <laughs> is the answer to the ultimate question. So anyway, there's 42 chapters, so pretty long book, uh, a lot of suffering and stuff going on here. But we're going to go ahead and read a little bit and uh, just give a good idea of who Job is. Was. Was. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we come to you with a Commander Faith and Family Bible. This is a New King James Version. We don't know what version you're using today, but it doesn't really necessarily matter as long as it basically jives with what I'm reading here. Should be able to follow along. So, the book of Job. This is chapter one, verse one. Job and his family in Uz. That's Which, spelled U-Z, ladies and gentlemen. Not Oz, Uz. But yes, as, a, as a preface to that, that's the what, it, what we would now know as modern-day Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. for, for those who don't know. For those who uh, Might don't, don't, don't remember growing up in Uz, the land of Uz, there was a man. Dorothy! Sorry. Couldn't as well. Can I start now? <laughs> <laughs> if was, you must. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. 
And that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also his possessions were seven thousand sheep, three thousand camels, five hundred yoke of oxen, five hundred male donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all people of the East. Okay, hold on. Read, read that again. The whole thing? Yes. From verse 1? No, no, verse 3. Read verse 3 again. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man is the greatest of all the people of the East. Walked. We'll have to we'll have to read the transcripts. I don't think that's what you said. <laughs> what did you think I said? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't say female, but I could be wrong. I, I heard very clearly male donkeys, and I was like, "Wait, I have she donkeys here." <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before, but I heard male, and I was like. Um, well, the word male is in female. It is in female, so that's why so, I was like, I'll I'll give this one to you, but now I'm not maybe gonna be, maybe I'm I'm going to be super curious. We're at the, we're the, the first six six and a half minute mark. I know we're yes, going to yes. find it. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them. He would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, Can you imagine like having half of your best cattle slaughtered for the offerings of yeah, your of yeah. all of your household, which um, is very large. Yes, a large household. For Job said, May it be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. So basically what Job is thinking here is, you know, he's having this big feast, you know, whenever, I guess, um, he's got 10 sons, so he's just like, hey, Billy, come on over, we're going to have a feast in your name, it's going to be great, you know, and so they'll kill a fatted calf and, you know, have a good party, and then, um, Jeremy, it's your turn, coming up, you know, and so they'll have a feast, and, you know, they'll have their sisters over, basically a big family, you know barbecue so we're, yeah we're we're brisket every day y'all every day that would not be bad i i, I would be okay i think with that. that would last for a long time doing that. yeah i would too be like are you tired of this nah nah give me time it's good food it's I mean, good. maybe in the next lifetime i'll i'll want something but that's right that's right um and so anyway during these feasts job would uh, offer a sacrifice for uh, whichever son came to visit. And his rationale for that is, it, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And so he's thinking, you know, my sons probably aren't perfect. Right. That'd be nice, but I don't think that they are. And so... Um, if any of them have sinned, then I want that to be, uh, you know, I want, I want that to be sacrificed for, uh, put a sin offering. And so I'm going to sacrifice for my sons, which is a very loving father thing, fatherly thing to do. That's what, that's what God, you know, our heavenly father does for us basically on a daily basis. And when I say that, I mean like Jesus died on the cross for us. So it's kind of a continual thing. Um, and so it's, uh, so you can tell the heart of Job at this point, he's very concerned about his family. He's very wealthy, but, uh, he wants to make sure that all of his boys are right with God. Right. And, uh, that's very admirable. So Satan attacks Job's character. Ooh, ah, insert Satan. <laughs> Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Oh, this is the Lord. I'm sorry. Pardon. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? 
So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and blessed all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So what we see here is God is uh, basically being tested by Satan. And Satan's... He's awfully bold that day. Very bold that day. Yeah, walking to and fro on the earth and... Um, Just imagine this, like, this, this transpiring. It's like, hey, Satan. <laughs> God. How are you today? It's like, oh, doing pretty good. What you doing? And when Satan says he's, uh, when God says, ah, where do you come from? So Satan answered him and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. What I'm pretty sure that he means by this is Satan is roaming around the earth doing what? Evil. Doing evil and uh, enjoying working, it, working his evil character against uh, the people of the earth. You gotta have this like slimy Loki type, right? right, right. <laughs> and I say that just because, uh, because God says, "Have you considered my servant Job?" Now, why would God say that? You know, would he just be like, you know, randomly, hey, Satan, what you doing, man? Briggs open today. Yeah, have, have you seen, have you, have you mentioned, have you seen Job? You know, you know who I'm talking about, him? You know, why would, why would Satan care? Well, if Satan is going to and fro on the earth, Satan's nature, the nature of Satan is opposed to God. And uh, that, that's definitely a topic for another day, but... We have a... We see that in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Very clearly. Job is very interesting because the book of Job is... It's like pulling back the curtain and see what's going on behind the scenes. Right. Because we know God is out there. We know God is all-powerful. And we know Satan is out there. We know that Satan is opposed to God and that Satan is uh, running around doing this, that, and the other and working evil in the hearts of men, specifically despite God. Um... But we don't often know what Satan is doing or what we're doing or if what we're doing is from us or from Satan. You know, only God knows that. And when we see the evil that's going on in this world, I wholeheartedly believe that Satan is behind a lot of it. But we don't necessarily see that. For example... Job is a good man, and we know what's about to happen to him. Um, but this could be, um, oh, I don't know. Pick a rich guy. Let's go with Elon Musk. This could be Elon Musk. Ooh. What if he was a, <clears throat> uh, a Christian man? You just happened to, did you, did you plan on picking the richest person on the planet, I, or was that an accident? I didn't. It was just the first name that came out. I was thinking of a rich man. I mean... He is the richest man on the planet right now. Right, so, I right, mean, right. Um, good on you. That was a good one. I know, I know. <laughs> so, uh, let's say Elon Musk is a Christian. I don't think that he is. I don't have any evidence to the contrary either. He's he's not. He yeah. he believes in creation by something. Oh, but that's as, uh, that's as close to yeah. I believe in God as uh, his, his answer, which right. is interesting since you bring that up. It is something he's been asked in an interview before, and he goes, I believe there's something that created us yeah good for him it's a step in the right direction <laughs> uh baby steps baby, baby steps. steps but anyway uh 
it would be like if he was an absolutely blameless man, uh, if he had never cussed, cursed God, if he, you know, had. Uh, I failed. Yeah, you, you <laughs> and me both, bro. Uh, I am no job. And if he was just, you know, the most charitable man on the planet, which we're trying to make him into that right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, feed the poor. Only $10 million. Uh, but anyway, uh, a perfect heart. Imagine that Elon Musk had a perfect heart. You know, and then he got incredibly sick. Really, really sick. Everybody knows somebody that good, generally good, that gets sick or ill. You know, why, why, why does that happen to them of all people? You know, so Elon Musk is over here just, you know, kissing babies and all sorts of good things. And then he gets struck by some sort of sickness. Maybe it's cancer or something. Right. You know, and then you know, his family members start dying around him, this, that, and the other. And, you know, we're just sitting here just like, man, what? I mean, why him? You know, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him, you know, which honestly, that doesn't really matter. We're not saying that Job is just like, you know, the, the coolest guy in town. No, he's got a heart that is after God's heart. Right. Okay. So he's a righteous man. Uh, very different. There's a huge difference between a good man and a righteous man. Uh, for another time. <laughs> yeah, for another time. But anyway, you know, it's just like, man, what, what did he do to deserve that? You know, and when we look at the book, the book of Job, you can see that there are good, righteous men uh, that do that, that praise God's holy name daily. And Job is like, man, I'm, gonna hurt that guy i'm gonna hurt him real good because he knows that if he can hurt that righteous man that he is hurting the family of god and so anyway uh satan's nature is to destroy god's image and so he does that with job and one of the things that one of the things that job is uh trying to do here is he's trying to get I mean one of the things that Satan is trying to do here is he's trying to get Job to sin trying to get Job to sin and God's the one that started this uh, this little deal here and so when he says to Satan where did you come from he's like oh I've been waltzing to and fro on your earth down here God yeah you know God knows what he's up to you know Corrupting the hearts and the minds of men against God. And so God's like, all right, well, you're down there doing all your evil stuff and trying to turn good men away from me. Have you considered my servant Job? He's a good guy. I really like Job. He's a righteous man. And he's got a good heart. Why don't you try to do something bad to him and see what happens? And Satan's like, ah, challenge accepted. So God's like, okay. And what's God thinking here? God already knows it's going to happen, right? So he's challenging Satan. And it's in Satan's nature to want to challenge God. And so God says, all right, you have the reins on Job. The only thing that I ask is don't kill him. <laughs> Show wow. restraint. That's right. So, anything you want, but you can't kill him. And so Satan basically says to the Lord, Nah, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and behold all that he has on every side? You have blessed his work of his hands. Hold on. Uh, and his possessions have increased in the land, but now stretch out your hand and and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. So he's basically just saying that, you know, hey, Job is only a quote-unquote righteous man because he is rich and wealthy and has no reason to be upset at you, God. If his life was a little harder, he'd cuss you out. God's like, well, challenge accepted. And so, let's see. Yeah. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. 
So you can destroy all of his possessions, but you can't kill Job. So Satan went out from the <laughs> challenge presence. accepted. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Well, there you have it. That is not the end of chapter one, but we will continue on in the next session. Uh, we will see you in a minute. I didn't catch it. I was what? trying to. You're trying to catch me you ho- Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, now you're singing. Uh-huh, nice try. You're like, oh, those little girls singing in the shower. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I yeah. clicked it just a little too late. Just a little too late. And then you're like, ah, I'm ready. Yeah, like, darn. Saw it in your eyes. I won't look at you next time. I'll just. Just like. <laughs> Quick. Ow! You caught that? Well, here's the thing, though. Because of our nice sound system, uh, I can hear your mouse clicked. I know. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So um, let's see what Satan does now. Job loses his property and children. Now, there was a day when the sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabines raided them and took them away, indeed they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Wow. Wow. So Job literally just lost everything right there. Lost everything. Uh, the oxen plowing the donkeys. The, ox, the plowing oxen and donkeys uh, were raided were taken away and all of the servants there were killed. A fire came and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. The Chaldeans decided to form three bands and raid the camels and took them away and killed the servants with the sword. And then his sons and daughters were drinking wine at their oldest brother's house. And a great wind came and blew the house down. And killed I've heard this story inside. before. No. Yeah, it's not the uh, it's, uh, it's not the big bad wolf. Well, actually, <laughs> little yes, it piggy, is. little piggy, let me come in. I guess it kind of is the big bad wolf, isn't it? Big bad <laughs> Satan. Wouldn't it be funny? If that's where they got that from. Hmm? <laughs> Three little Certainly piggies. Take back a while. Hey, so they anyway, could be very old piggies, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everything that Job had is now gone. And uh, all of his cattle, all of his donkeys, most of his servants, if not all of his servants, his children. And what did Job do in response? Hmm. He fell on the ground and worshipped. 
and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when all of this happens, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Chapter 2. Satan attacks Job's health. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, Ah, from walking to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, who, one who fears God and shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause? Hmm. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone in his flesh and he will surely curse you to your face. Oh, that's rough. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed uh, shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. So first off, he lost everything and his property and his women and his children. Uh, then you know, Job shows up before God again and God's like, oh, it's you again, huh? Where, where, what are you doing, man? Mind you, God, God knows. knows. Um, <clears throat> he basically handed the keys to the devil. Anytime God asks a question, he already knows the answer. Yeah, it's it's more for you. The question is for you, not it's him. For us, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, the whole, you know, well, who told you you were naked? Right, right. I it's, mean, come on. He knew. Yeah, the question yeah, yeah. was for them. It was for them. It was for their, you know, humility. And... To learn a sense of honor there. Mm -hmm. And so God's like, look, Satan, you did all this bad stuff to Job and uh, you blamed me. Did Job say anything bad about me? He's like, well, no. <laughs> Has he talked about me? And he says, okay, well. Touch his bound in his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. He's like, well, I took all of his worldly possessions from him, but he didn't do it, and he wanted him to do it. But I tell you this, boy, in that you give Job a good old whipping. Touch his bone, his flesh, make him sick, sore. Boy, he'll surely curse you to your face. God's like, you're welcome to try. But don't kill him. And so he was struck, Job was struck with painful boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. That cannot be fun. No. My goodness, no. Absolute godly. Can you imagine that? Yeah. No. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had eczema for as long as I can remember. And it's actually... I still technically have it, I guess, but it almost doesn't bother me anymore. Sometimes I don't even notice it. Uh, but back when I was like, I used to have it on my hands. My ten or eleven, my knuckles would just bleed. Yeah, I'd yeah, be sitting yeah. there like this, uh, yeah, and that's... I would just touch my hand, and I, my just blood would start rolling yeah, down my hand. Absolutely, like... yeah. 
And when I was about 10, 11, 12, um, I'd get it on my stomach. Mm. And that was really bad. Boy, I'd be sitting there itching my stomach all day long. It'd just be raw. And what was really sad was uh, I would sit there and forcibly make sure that I, like I would grab my pant leg or grab my leg or grab my arm and just force myself to not scratch <laughs> my chest or my arms or anything that was burning. Yeah. Cause it almost becomes like almost a nervous tick too. And it, it literally became a nervous tick. In fact, it was so bad that, um, I would force myself not to scratch for a day or two and, uh, you know, it would start to heal. Yeah. Which honestly, when eczema starts to heal, it's actually not fun. Yeah. Because, then all the all the nerves and stuff are feeling a little bit better, right? Right. Kind of doing the job again, right? They're not uh, anyway, and so then it, everything itches a lot more, and so it gets worse before it gets better. Yay! Yeah, I know all about that. And uh, I would go to bed and wake up in the morning completely raw. Just because in my sleep I'd be scratching. Mm -hmm. Ah, that was not fun at all. And that was pretty much every summer for a while. So anyway. Uh, yeah, a lot of those like that in the summer. I've not had painful boils, but I've had eczema. And the eczema was probably maybe a fifth of what Job is feeling here. Yeah, yeah. And I could, if get, that. I could get downright miserable, miserable too. I would, it would drive me absolutely nuts. So anyway, I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. I feel you, bro. Anyway, uh, yeah. And so it's so bad that he keeps a pot shard. And if you don't know what that is, it's a shard of a broken pot, you know, like a clay pot. Sometimes it's got sharp edges and stuff on it. So he kept that with him just to scrape himself because he was itching so bad. Ouch. That's a new level. Yeah, yeah it must be. Yeah, ooh, huh? Just the image of that. Uh, yeah. Mm. And then his wife doesn't really help out. You still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Yeah, big help, woman. <laughs> you can go sit in the corner. You know, I don't need you right now. <laughs> go think about your actions. I don't got time for your time out. You get a time out. Go to time out. Right. Yeah, we all need a timeout from time to time. So, um, yeah, thanks, honey. Here I am trying to be a righteous man, and uh, you ain't helping. But what does Job say? When he responds to his wife, he says, you're speaking like a foolish woman. Mm. Okay. Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity Mm. And so many people need to hear that. Yeah. Because that's very, very true. There's a lot of good in life. There's a lot of bad in life. God gives us good things. He also gives us bad things sometimes. That, you know, when I say bad things, I mean like things that we just don't want. Yeah. You know, sorry, God. I don't want that. Uh, and so when we are happy to accept the good things from God, should we not also accept the bad things also? And uh, that's the way Job is. He's a good man right there. In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. Job's three friends. So we could all take a lesson there. Hey, amen. Amen. Now, when Job's three friends heard of all of this adversity that had come upon him, each one came from his own place, Eliphaz, let's see, Eliphaz the Timonite, Timonite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naaman, the Naamathite, where they had made an appointment together to come and mourn with him and to comfort him. That's very nice. And when they had raised their eyes from afar and did not recognize him, yes, they lifted their voices and wept. 
and each one tore his robe and sprinkled dust on his head towards heaven. So they sat down. But just funny, I've always thought about that as being kind of a Jewish thing, uh-huh. but he wasn't Jewish. Yeah, I guess not. Being from the land of us, he was not Jewish and didn't yeah. follow the, yeah. the laws and customs. So it kind of makes me question those people from where they came from, which are three different regions. Yeah. You know, all tore their robes. That's that's yeah. interesting. I don't know. And sprinkled dust on his head towards heaven. So they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Mm. And that's something that's really important to have when you're grieving. is not somebody to come by and tell you how okay it's going to be. Not somebody to come by and just say, hey, this is just the way things go, buddy. It's not somebody to come by and, you know, pat you on the back. Sometimes what we all really need is somebody to just come by and sit with us and be quiet. Right. You know, I understand that you're suffering. There's literally nothing I can do to help you. But I'm going to be here with you yep. throughout all of it. Yep. I mean, huh. It's kind of like a a husband when the baby's being born. <laughs> you know? It's like, honey, uh, there's literally nothing that I can do. I'm just going to hold your hand and hope that everything's okay. You know? I don't know. I've had an active part in both births I've been at. You have, yeah. <laughs> That's actually not a situation I can contest to mm-hmm. or attest to. So, um, Zacchaeus is notably pretty short. But do you know who the shortest man in the Bible is? Yes. Who? The shoe height. Bill Dad the shoe height. <laughs> uh, Bill Dad the shoe height. Shortest man in the Bible. LOL. Stuart Little's taller than he is. Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> I am a little taller than he is. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's see. Uh, uh. So the three friends all came down and sat with him three days, uh, seven days and seven nights. And, uh, they must have really liked Job because they were pretty upset when they saw him the way he was and they did not recognize him. Well, think about it. A, he's covered in sores. He's been basically cutting himself. He's sitting on the ground. His robes are torn. He shaved his head. So he looks like a wreck. Like a little wreck. Especially when you're n- normally seeing him Greeting you from a distance, um, hat, long hair, uh, robes, just happy disposition. And not only, not only does he look like garbage, but his whole family is pretty much dead, save his wife. And so he's got all that on his mind too. And that really destroys one's countenance. Really you got to think about how long of a time period this is, too, because you got to think message had to get to those people and those people come from their own lands. Mm-hmm. So th- this was an ongoing. It didn't last just like a couple days. This was potentially months. I wonder. Maybe we can find out at some point how long Job was like this. How long he was. How long is the Let's book of see. Job time wise? You can hear me. Clicking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was literally <laughs> thinking that. I was like, hey, you hear that clicking there? That's that's Brig over there. Tapping away. What you got there, Briggy? I am looking. Hold on, hold on. Two, 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 two. Trying to see if somebody will give me a a timeline. It's not forty-two, is it? Wouldn't that be funny? Hilarious. Would not be hilarious. Well, continue on. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it in the meantime. Okay, so we're gonna continue on a little bit. Job deplores his birth. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job spoke and said, May the day perish on which I was born, and the night in which I was on which it was said, A male child is conceived. May that day be darkness and God above not seek it, nor the light shine upon it. May darkness and the shadow of death claim it. 
May the clouds settle on it. May the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, may darkness seize it. May it not rejoice among the days of the year. May it not come into the number of the months. Oh, oh, may that night be barren. May no joyful shout come into it. May those curse it who curse the day. Those who are ready to arouse Leviathan, may the stars of the morning be dark. May it look for light, but have none. Not see the dawning of the day, because it is not shut up in the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide sorrow from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the womb? Why did the knees receive me, or why the breasts that I should nurse for now I would have lain still and been quiet. I would have been asleep. Then I would have been at rest. With kings and counselors of the earth who built ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver, or why was I not hidden like a stillborn child, like infants who never saw light? There the wicked cease from there the, there the wicked cease from troubling. And there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They do not hear the voice of the oppressor. The small and great are there, and the servant is free from this mat from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery and life to the bitter of soul, who long for death, but it does not come, and search for it more than hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they find the grave? Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden and whom God has hedged in? For my sighing comes before I eat, and my groanings pour out like water. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Wow. wow. So I'm going to read this, and then we're going to take a, a quick break. <laughs> so the timelines that are most respectably considered to be accurate, uh, taking into account the calamity of Job, the apparent gaps in between the books, the time for the three friends, that's what I said, the time for the three friends to hear about it yeah. and travel to visit him, uh, the time spent sitting with Job, speaking with Job, God's commandments, most people think it took roughly 42 months. 42 months. So about <laughs> about a month for each chapter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You were like, it's not the forty-two, is it? Apparently, that's the most common. That's the most common accepted answer. Is it took roughly forty-two months. So it's a little under four years. Yeah. Okay. That's a long time to be suffering. Yeah, it is. Dang. Because people. They assume he was suffering quite a long time before his friends heard about it. Yeah. And the time his friends had to get knowledge of this and travel to visit him. And then the time they spent comforting him, they, they give a list of, you know, possible timelines and where they've come up with it. But mm -hmm. the accepted suggestion, because uh, nobody, it clearly says nobody knows for sure, but yeah. the most accepted answer is 42 months. Okay. Wow. So we're going to take a break right here and we'll be right back. Okay, All right, we're back. We're back. Well, so uh, we dived into who Job is, how we started out, uh, the little talk between God and Satan, and God basically saying, Job is my man. I don't think that you can turn him against me. And Satan's like, oh, I think we can do that. And God's like, oh, well, you're welcome to try it. Just don't kill him. And so in we go. Uh, family is killed. Uh, Satan takes all of his possessions. And then we see that he gets struck with these boils. And life is just pretty miserable right now. His wife isn't any help. And he does have some friends that come by to visit him and sit with him. And here in chapter three, it's just one long, woe, woe is me. May the day perish on which I was born. I'd wish I had never been born is what he is saying. 
he goes further into that to say, uh, I wish that my mom was barren so that I wouldn't be born. Uh, why didn't I die in childbirth? Why couldn't I be like the dead uh, kings and princes of the land that went broke and died? Why couldn't... Uh, anyway, he's saying, I really wish I was dead. Because life is pretty sucky right now. Yeah. It would be pity. It would be pity on him to just die. That would be the, the kind thing to do would be to just kill him right now because he has nothing and he feels terrible. I think we can all relate. I think we can all relate. Just not in quite as deeply as Job. So with that, we will see y'all next time. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Job, what some others have to say about him. And uh, we'll just talk about the body of the book because, like I said, it's 42 chapters. So there's a lot in here. But uh, we will go through that with you all and look a little deeper into Job. And we will go from there. And with that, we say adios. adios.